0: What is up, everybody? Welcome back to Preacher's Hour. So first of all, you're listening to this as early as Monday, October 2nd, <laughs> but John and I are recording this September 30th, so this is still technically our September episode. I don't hear no complaints about, y'all didn't have an episode in September, this counts. <laughs> okay, this is our September episode, and this is episode 100. One hundred. Like, wow, that's crazy. Shout out to my boys, our boys, Brandon and Josiah. Mm -hmm. Shout out to my wife. Yep. Preachers Hours hundredth episode. Like that's the Patreon supporters from the man. All of that. All of it. Everybody that's listened to like shared comment, man, like that's been listening since the beginning. Shout out to Uncle Rod. Shout out to any guests we had. That's weird, man. Yeah. How does, oh, well, 100. did you
1: think you'd ever end up at like a hundred episodes? Like, I mean.
0: Like, it's weird. How many years? Like, what year? I don't so, remember. Like, this just... is this is year four. Yeah. I was gonna yeah. because yeah. it was, it was like 2019. Mm-hmm. Sounds right. It was like right, it was before COVID. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was before COVID. So, like, it's, it's crazy. Because, like, you, you really don't think about the future. It was just like. Dude, let's start it, and then you start it, and you don't have a plan. There's no like long term. There's not even a plan for like episode ten. You're just like, what I are we don't. gonna talk about next? Like you just you just literally like flying one by the seat of time, your pants. You're yeah. just like one thing. Okay, all right, we yeah. got that was episode three. That was crazy. Yeah, what are we gonna do for the next one? You don't think about a hundred. So.
1: Well, not to make it too much about the about you yeah, and this yeah, in this yeah. moment, but you were obviously the one who was there. I mean, I, I remember actually the first day you guys recorded, mm-hmm. I was there at the Campus Life mm-hmm. Center and everything like that. Um, but now here I am hopping in at the, whatever, and I don't want to say the end of the journey, but like, you know, of the <laughs> 100, yeah, 100 yeah, episodes yeah. wise. So like, I don't know, like, what have you discovered about yourself through this process? Oh, man. You guys hear jo- man, uh, Josh, Josh in the back, by the way. Man. It's okay. He's He's okay. Anyway.
0: Um, yeah. I mean, you just, I realized like what I'm capable of, like you could problem solve Mm -hmm. because like all the different like technical difficulties and like, you know, you, you learn by necessity. Mm -hmm. So it was like, okay, we want to do a podcast. Well, how do you do that? All right. You start researching, you like start, you make mistakes, you learn from, them. you get better. Mm -hmm. So it's just like the ability to like adapt. I didn't, I've never thought of myself as a creative person. That's interesting. I still don't think of myself as a creative well, person. Well, in your mind, what does that yeah. mean? I well, guess. just well, it's funny that I don't, but then I realize I am more creative than I thought mm. through this process. So you discovered that, yeah. About it's like okay, like there's like this didn't exist, and then like I helped it exist, mm. which is like the definition of creativity, in my opinion. So it's like. I recognized I was more creative than I gave myself credit for. Cause you just kind of like stuff just happens and you start, I mean, we came up with a logo and a, and a, I mean, it's just like this thing, we just made it exist that didn't yeah. exist. Yeah. So, I think that's really
1: cool that it's you wild. were able to discover that, yeah. like, in a sense. And, and it wasn't something that I was like, oh, I'm already not recognized. I'm good at this thing. And then I'm going to just, like, throw myself into it. Mm-mm. But it's something that, like, through the process, through the responsibility, through actually the desire to be able to see something come to life, like, you begin to see, oh, actually, I, I was able to pull these things mm-hmm. out of me or God was able to pull mm-hmm. these things out of me. And I think that's, like, all of us in a yeah. lot of way, Like, yeah, yeah, we yeah, never yeah. realize, like different potentials we have um sure we, we can recognize some of the gifts and talents we've been given but most of us don't recognize the different potentials we have until we actually are placed in in places of responsibility um that's why i'm so big on like are we ever ready for anything leadership mm. uh new okay. you know seasons in life with relationships all these different things it's like no probably the answer try is 100 no yeah like were you ready to have kids jo- uh, josh mm-hmm. i'm gonna call your son's name mm-hmm. uh jeff it's like ah, no bro. but like until you were placed mm. in that place, that's when those things begin to kind of really come out of you. So, I don't know. I'm excited for um, maybe the next 100 episodes. Man, who knows? I, like, for I literally. Four years, at, this, at this point, we're going to have yeah. 100 episodes when we're 50.
0: I mean, listen. <laughs> yeah, the, the rate I'm that joking, we're going I'm joking. We'll, yeah. well, one day, when, we'll when we'll our life slow down a little bit. <laughs> <I have> grandkids. <laughs> this is man.
1: episode 100. Yeah. <laughs> so Yo, Josh is a grown yeah. man.
0: <laughs> yeah, man. I, I definitely something that you said i I agree with that man, just like you're you just gotta do it like literally now I got people coming up to me like asking me advice on how to do a podcast yeah like that's that's crazy like I wouldn't consider myself an expert, but i like it's like i just i hate to use the word manifest i'm not gonna i don't like that but manifest, like, but like you manifest these like skills like this mm-hmm. ability like God's able to like like extrapolate this ability out and it's like knowledge based and the set just kind of, and just, you just, you just got to do it, man. Like there's that thing that you're thinking about and it does come from passion. Like I, I really Mm -hmm. was like, if I wasn't passionate about it, we would not, we wouldn't (laughs) have got past episode 10 Mm because it was a lot of, it's a lot of work. Yeah. yeah. It was just like, man, is this worth it? But it was, and you start Mm -hmm. seeing the fruit of like people starting to be like, I got a lot from this has benefited me. Yeah. Yeah. So like, I heard this recently on a, on another podcast and they were like talking about what does it mean to be a man and how do you define manhood? And it was like, what are you doing to benefit other people? Mm. Like that was one of the, the criteria. And it's like, okay, like that thing that you feel like you got to do because we define ourselves by what we do. Right. Mm. Well, what do you do that's beneficial to other people? That's mm. not just limited to you. I think that's, that's where this thing that's how we got to 100 because it was just like, okay, I love this thing, but I love the fact that I can use it to help other people. Mm. So
1: that's really good, yeah. yeah. All
0: well, right, so shout out to everyone, there. yeah, that's man. Everybody on it. who done listened, that contributed any kind of way, man. Like, I, I'm we are grateful,
1: yeah, we are definitely. Grateful. Well, we have a awesome, you know, conversation yeah. for you guys for episode 100, 100.
0: so uh, it might get us canceled we might not be able to get to episode 200 no, i'm just <laughs> kidding um so we're continuing our conversation on that we started last month on embodied which is the title of a book but it's also like a concept mm-hmm. like a theological concept um so wanted to start it out by you know having john kind of share as much as he wants to um so if you don't know john is about to finish his seminary degree yep, ooh, this ooh. semester.
1: After five years. You're going to
0: have to call him Master John. No, I'm just true. kidding. That sounds really bad. Please don't. Especially, yeah, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but he's about to get his MDiv mm-hmm. and he has to do what's called a senior seminar, which is like an alternate version of a thesis. Yeah. And he has been kind of wrestling with different topics, doing a lot of research. Yeah. And so he was like researching around this topic mm-hmm. and so i'm just gonna have john kind of break down yeah. some of the the like key findings that you did some things that maybe surprised you some things that kind of like confirmed stuff that you already knew yeah sure yeah like take it away man whatever sounds you wanna go
1: good with yeah so as jeff mentioned i was doing some research and and when we say research i'd always like that because it makes it sound like uh you've done every you turned <laughs> every stone over right <laughs> and i'm time. very honest um where I say no, I it's mean It's too big of a I've, topic. It's it's so ginormous yeah. of a topic that like I can't even say I scratched the surface. You mm-hmm. right? Now uh, I definitely did look looking into different books and I'll have some uh books for you guys as we kind of mm-hmm. go over some of the things I'm sharing. Um but but definitely uh it was something I was going to research and mm-hmm. then recently decided to do something else mm-hmm. because uh let's just be honest, life is crazy yeah, and man, I need to do something that I can actually to take finish. less time on yeah. <laughs> finish. You said finish. Yeah, no, that's the truth. I'm just trying yeah. to finish this end of it. But I, yeah. I'm grateful that I got the opportunity to go ahead and uh, do a little bit more deeper dive into kind of this mm-hmm. conversation. If you don't remember last time, Jeff did a really awesome job. And I encourage you, if you didn't listen to last podcast, or at least like the last half of it, I'd encourage you to go back mm-hmm. and listen to it because Jeff did a great job. Um, And we were talking about basically identifying some of the key terms, right? Mm -hmm. Because um, we want to make sure that we have a common ground when we're talking about these different terms. Because if we say something, you might have a different uh, opinion or a different sort of understanding of what those terms even mean. And the hope is not to talk past one another Mm -hmm. and it isn't to try to cause more confusion or trying to me so more so to say like push what I think about this mm. certain kind of idea or this um this word that we use. Um, but be able to actually just have a, a starting place to be able to have a healthy conversation. that's, and that's the whole hope of this again, that we're talking about. and actually, so one of the things that we are going to continue on and we'll probably wrap up in this episode, we're going to be talking about um, gender identity. Mm. Um, We're not necessarily talking about like um, attraction and Mm -hmm. we're not talking about Uh, different things like that, Um, but we're more so actually staying around the conversation because we're actually kind of, in a sense, doing a little bit of a review on Preston Sprinkle's Mm -hmm. book, Embodied, Mm -hmm. Um, and that conversation has nothing to do necessarily with um, our sexual attraction, Mm -hmm. Um, but more so, if anything, has to do actually with how do we view our bodies? Are they good? Are they bad? Um, how does God view our bodies? Mm -hmm. Are they good? Are they bad? Mm -hmm. What is the expectation if you are a Christian? And, uh, you know, is when we enter into the resurrection or the resurrection comes, however you want to say Mm -hmm, that phrase, mm -hmm. um, like should we expect uh, what what he would describe as like a sexed body? Mm. Like, or are we just these floating little (laughs) beings in the earth and like we look like ghosts without um, any... I'll be honest, any genitalia or anything like that, right? Or any wounds that came from us in the past. And I want to look at some things and think about some of these ideas because through going a little bit deeper into this conversation, I was really humbled one, and it was something that was emphasized last podcast, I'm going to emphasize again, um, was that, excuse me, we can't. And we shouldn't whenever talking about um, this topic or anything around human sexuality or how one identifies, um, we shouldn't be necessarily trying to lump them all into one conversation. Mm -hmm. And that's why we're intentionally in these podcasts, not lumping them into Mm -hmm. um, a conversation, because ultimately um, people who would identify according to certain things within the LGBTQ uh, community would also say, but. People who identify as queer, as uh, non non gender conforming, mm-hmm. or whatever it is, you keep going on. They would say, "But that's their experience, and like that's not necessarily mine." Mm-hmm. Um, so we have to make clear distinctions that we don't just make broad generalizations. Is there some places that we have to kind of sense make generalizations in order yeah. to have a conversation? Right. Absolutely, that's all scholarly work. Yeah. But when it comes to this, it is more helpful when you are talking to an individual is not, if you want to genuinely have a real conversation and not speak past someone, you need to first ask, what is their experience? Mm-hmm. What is their lived experience? What is it that they perceive? What is it that, um, how do they identify themselves? How do mm-hmm. how they, they want to the be terms? related? Like, yeah all the sort of different kind of things, right? And I think that is actually a lot more helpful and fruitful place, and it brings true honor and respect to that person, regardless of mm-hmm. where you stand on this whole conversation, either way, right? And I think that's starting starting place for everyone on the spectrum, like, can begin right. on, um, is just that, right? And so, really be able to dive deeper and not just make the, like, lump everyone all together kind of thing. It's just the same way if we were, like, to be like, oh, all humans are the exact same, it's like, well, have yeah, you ever met a nah. Korean person, a mm-hmm. Hmong person, a Asian person, a Chinese? but like, like like you could yeah. be like, oh based off what they look like, they're all the same people. and it's like that's just ignorant to actually yeah. make that kind of claim. Yeah, yeah. And again, you're overlooking many complexities mm-hmm. and nuances about that person's identity person's upbringing all those kind of different things right so that's a, that's something that I was humbled and got the opportunity to uh yeah i guess be humbled by yeah like not in a good way i guess like yeah, but like yeah, yeah, something yeah. that helped me out in that area you have something you wanted to read look yeah like?
0: i just like to start out and i like that preston includes this this is the beginning of chapter four of his book he says if someone experiences incongruence between their biological sex and their gender which one determines who they are and why and the big question is, what does the Bible say about this question? And then his answer says this, which I really love. That's the problem. The Bible doesn't directly ask and answer this question. Like, you're not going to find a verse that says, well, as far as transgender is concerned, like, it, it doesn't directly address it. But the Bible does say quite a few relevant things about human nature and the importance of our biological sex, which will which will position us to cultivate a theologically informed and biblically rooted answer to our question. Right. So I just want to like, establish that, like it's not like there is a book in the Bible or a verse in the Bible that's like directly like, this is the transgender verse. Mm-hmm. Like, no. well, no, but we can read the Bible and have it help us and inf- inform us like on how we can approach this topic. And to be honest, any topic that we deal with today that wasn't necessarily dealt with that's back good. then. Right. Because if you have a, the Bible is an answer book Mm -hmm. approach, you're going to, it's going to be difficult. Yeah. There are some answers in there. 100%. (laughs) But it's not an answer book. Yeah. It's not what it's used for. You're
1: going to misread. And I think that's really helpful too, is like, how do we if you're a Christian, at least listen mm-hmm. to this. Cause that's again, like we mentioned in the last uh, episode was like me and Jeff are not going to sit here and talk about like the anthropology anthropological mm-hmm. um, ideal ideas behind this or the sociological ideas behind this and biology. and so- mm-hmm. Like we'll, ha- we'll maybe emphasize that a little bit here and there, but yeah. for the most part, me and Jeff are coming to this as quote unquote, like theologians, mm-hmm. like people who are intended and uphold scripture and want to say, what is scripture specifically Christian scripture? What does mm-hmm. it have to say about, um, this idea and this yeah. topic, right? Um, so that was really good because it's really is important how our lens and how we approach and how we view scripture um, is really going to be vitally important when we're having conversations around this, right? Because, again, that's maybe another thing, even, too, like mm. you said, you already emphasized. It's like, if all we're trying to do is look through Scripture, and like, I need to find a verse mm-hmm. that automatically says, mm-hmm. you shall not do this. Yeah, and, right. by the way, whatever reason, we want to see that. I shall not. Yeah. Like, <laughs> whatever that is. Um, yeah. and, and But you're not going to find it, necessarily. Mm, necessarily. But...
0: Yeah, but there is something... You can, you can build a healthy, coherent theology correct. around this topic correct. with the Bible. Like, the Bible is still our... Our guide and our like director; it's directing Correct. where we're going.
1: So, yeah. so let's look at this since we're talking about scripture. Or let's for me make the first um, sort of, I guess, emphasis as well. Throughout the two thousand years of church history, um, Eastern Orthodox, Catholic, whatever you want to kind of insert in there, um, there has been a common agreement when it comes to human sexuality, right? They believe marriage was meant to be within a covenantal Mm -hmm. relationship between one man and one woman, biological, means put out, or at birth, I can make it very clear, because I know even those terms can go different places, but at birth, biological male, Mm -hmm. at birth, biological female, right? Mm -hmm. And they would say that even go as far as that the scripture upholds this, Jesus points to this, the Old Testament points to this, the very first book of the Bible points to this, Mm -hmm. and even Paul points in the sense of like how it further reveals God's relationship with all Mm -hmm. of humanity or the church, I should say say, yeah. um, more specifically, like really intimate, special relationship. Um, and even me and Jeff talked about last week, because there's such this beautiful thing happening, like the diversity that's being presented and God values diversity mm. so much. He also gave that between us as relationships, right? Yeah. Um, so part of also revealing and displaying his glory is actually displaying that diversity between the male and femaleness as well, right? Um, so, so you, so you have that, but throughout church history there has been a traditional view or a historical view held when it comes to human sexuality. Now, is that to say that people have not had these lived experiences, Mm -hmm. even let's go as far as Jesus day in the new Testament during the Roman empire, um, or even before him, Alexander the great and everything that happened, Mm -hmm. like do, did people not have these lived experiences of, you know, um, I don't want to go as far as using that term too fast, but like gender yeah. dysphoria, um, different things like that. Just no, absolutely.
0: with their body. There is yeah. clear evidence that every every kind of you know experience within the acronym is not new. No, like I, like no, we no, need, no, 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 no. That's a common myth that people try to say. It's like, well, the reason why Paul wrote this because he there didn't have actually. There's actually very clear evidence that yeah. it was he would have been familiar with these types of things. 100%. So.
1: Now, in our very cultural mm-hmm. kind of like display or expression mm-hmm. of it, yeah, sure, true. you can make an argument and be like, yeah. no. But yes, when we talk yeah. about like, Attraction to another male, mm-hmm. filling out a place in one's mm-hmm. body, like all these different things. Yeah, like this, yeah. this isn't nothing new, and you nah. see this within many actual historical literature. Mm-hmm. So, so I don't want to be the person who paints this picture of like it's never been talked about until right. the last, you know, 50 yeah. years in the states. No, that's that's yeah. called ignorance, right? Yeah. Um. But the question is again, how did you know, church uh, theologians, how mm-hmm. do people write about these things throughout the ages, and it is addressed in different kind of ways, yeah. um, and again, not so much like explicitly like thou shalt not, but there is a lot of theologians throughout church history, specifically like in the Catholic tradition, mm-hmm. that really had a lot to say when it comes about like the beautifulness of like our sexed bodies, and mm-hmm. like You know, marital relations, um, even down to like intercourse and like what that displays. And I'm be careful because this guy not too long ago this past year got canceled because he wrote a whole book about and I, yeah, you know, I'm talking about and he did do a little too wild stuff, but he was
0: wilding, but. But there is a
1: beautiful thing that's being displayed, even like when you think about. By this is by the way, this is not a PG. uh, I'm gonna. I already. Yeah,
0: but I. I can. I'm gonna set it to say explicit. Okay, Okay, cool. I I just want to. You see that E on there? Don't be listening to it with your kids in the car. We ain't cussing up in here, but but we are talking about stuff. stuff.
1: So, um, but you see, even like this beautifulness being displayed, like even in intercourse, like and he went as far again now. There needs to be a appropriate balance. This is mm-hmm. where people had issues with this guy where he said it's not just a, a male satisfaction or gratif- uh, mm-hmm. gratif- yeah, gratif- gratification. Mm-hmm. Gratification in that because we see a lot of this issues, like with like. You know, unfortunately, like, rape culture and stuff Power like that. Power dynamics. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you do see this beautiful thing and it talks about, like, if you really know the Old Testament. And I saw I'm kind of like, oh, wow, he is playing with a metaphor here. He's kind of borrowing from other church theologians yeah. where it's like, and, and like, the woman's womb is almost viewed as, like, the holy of holies. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I was like, wow. Yeah. Like, I'm is. like, part. And I'm like, okay, this is a cool metaphor. Again, you can't take it too far. His editor did not help him out. No, 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 no. (laughs) He was like, you got to be a little careful. But I think there's something beautifully being displayed, like what he's pointing to, regardless Mm -hmm. if you disagree or agree with him, in the sense of like, there's this beautiful union coming together and it's displayed even through the actual sex act, mm-hmm. like in confined in marriage where it's like there is such a intimacy between these two diverse individuals. Right. Mm-hmm. That Unity like, and diversity. It, it's just mm-hmm. beautiful. And again, it's not that one is more valuable than the other. One is more important than yeah. the other. Mm-hmm. But if anything, it's actually showing like how we're actually in a sense. Like there's Genesis chapter one and we'll go into a verse. Even Jesus quotes this. Uh, Or Genesis 1 through 3, let's be real honest. Um, Or some people would say 1 through 2, whatever you want to say. Yeah. Where you see this like man and woman are created from the beginning. And then it says when they join together, they become one flesh. They Mm -hmm. become one individual. Now, does that mean that they lose their identity and their value and that they... Their
0: distinctiveness? Yeah. No, no,
1: no. no, They don't. But the sense that they are so interconnected. They have such this unity and partnership that can't be fully expressed except saying that they are now like one flesh.
0: Mm -hmm. Which is a picture of the trinity it's a picture Uh of god because like Mm -hmm. you know i'm saying you there's 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 still distinctiveness but yet they're one yep like that's that's why god when he creates us he said okay you're my image so he he separates them and we'll read this some stuff in the book that's really powerful on this and then he tells them okay now be one yeah yeah and it's like well then why'd you separate them because like because i want the distinctiveness but i still want the unity yeah yeah yeah, yeah. which is who that's embodies God. That's so who he is. Yep. Like in his, his And a lot ontology. of
1: Catholic theologians And the dude's name, who is the main kind of, um, vote voice in this area. He'll come back to me eventually. Yeah. Um, but he was writing out the same thing. It's like, mm-hmm. we look at the Trinity and we look at this marriage and the sacred union between a male and a woman, uh, and then you see the display of the Trinity even mm-hmm. being, you know, taking place. It's this beautiful yeah, yeah, thing yeah. when you really begin to deep dive into it. So so I think what my whole point of even kind of bringing to the surface all these things and not go too deep, because I do want to make this episode practical at the same yeah. time, is also having a lot of substance of is, like, there is actual reasons purposes and beautiful meanings behind mm. why a male and a f- like like why marriage should be reserved for a male and female and why God has given us like sexed bodies mm-hmm. for a reason also yeah. as well right yeah. um because they display and they further the things but I will sound like and here in a little bit, like I'm going to contradict myself mm-hmm. on some other things I'm going to say, but I think that is a good starting ground Is saying in general, a normative would say mm-hmm. that God gave us male at birth, male and at birth female mm-hmm. bodies. Mm-hmm. And it ultimately was pointing to a whole lot of other things and revealing his glory in a whole lot of ways. And I think sometimes our culture wants to acknowledge or actually like live into the, to the beauty of also mm-hmm. even at the same time. We to say something.
0: No, nah, you was cooking. I was oh, okay, my bad, my cooking. bad. I thought you
1: were going to have something in.
0: So so let's do this.
1: Let's go to, and as I said, if you have your Bible nearby <laughs> you, we're going to go to church for just a moment. Just a bit. All right. We are going to, if you have your Bible, you can search this up on a, on a uh, web, app browser, or web app, browser, app, whatever browser. it is. Mm-hmm. We're going to be taking a look at Matthew chapter 19. Matthew chapter 19. Give you a second to get there. That's I feel like I really appreciate. If you're driving time.
0: in your car, don't don't, don't worry about do it. it. We'll read it for you here in a second.
1: <laughs> Jeff, can you read this by the way? Because you have yeah. a whole lot better voice when it comes to these things. than Okay. I
0: do. So, uh, oh, this is ESV.
1: Let's start off Let on verse. CSP, yeah, yeah, probably. you're good. Let's start off even on verse number three. How about that?
0: Okay. Some Pharisees approached him, Jesus, to test him. They asked, "Is it lawful for a man to divorce his wife on any grounds?" Verse 4, haven't you read, he replied, that he was created, then them, Oh, sorry, that he who created them in the beginning made them male and female. And he also said, for this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and the two will become one flesh. Six, so they are no longer two, but one flesh. Therefore, what God has joined together, let no one separate. Verse 7, why then, they asked him, did Moses command us to give divorce papers and to send her away? He told them, Moses permitted you to divorce your wives because of the hardness of your hearts. But it was not like that from the beginning. I tell you, whoever divorces his wife except for sexual immorality and marries another commits adultery. All
1: right, let's stop right there before we go into the next section. So you hear you have Jesus being basically tested, trying to get slipped up by Mm -hmm. the religious leaders of his time. They're basically trying to find any reason to make, you know, quote unquote, false accusations Mm -hmm. against him. And he kind of knows their hearts. He knows yeah. their intentions. You can you can say either through supernatural reasons or yeah. because he just was like actually had wisdom and discernment yep. and like bro i know you're trying to play me out here right yeah and so and you still have that kind of this the setting going on right and so they ask him about kind of like the aspect of divorce and marriage and all the different things you can find this in other gospels even mm-hmm. as well not mm-hmm. just here in Luke matthew as well um but one thing i really want to emphasize was from verse four that jeff read and it says that jesus responded to him he said and he answered them have you not read right so now we have to understand who jesus is jesus is before anything else a lot of people were like Oh, he's a Christian, and it's like, okay, no, he's he's the the one who started (laughs) Started, the the movement. There was no thing called Christian while he was alive. Yeah, no, Jesus would have been as the historical Jesus, like the 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 humanity part, which Mm -hmm. I want to talk about that in a sec because me and Jeff are talking in class. We've been talking a lot about that, Mm -hmm. but he the humanity part, he would have been a Jewish male, right, Mm -hmm. around the age of thirty, between thirty and thirty three, during this time. And so he has a very clear like identity based off of a certain narrative that's been passed down to him, which would have been the Torah, mm-hmm. which would have been the Hebrew scriptures or for you Christians now listening with the Old Testament, mm-hmm. right? To a certain extent. And so he's quoting back to the very first book of the Bible. He's quoting again, Genesis chapter one through three, one through two, whatever you want to say. And he says like, have you not read from the beginning? And he says, uh, the one, he's talking about God, who created them, like the purpose from the beginning was that they would be male and female, and that they would be united as one, kind of like we were mm-hmm. talking about, right? So, a lot of people will go automatically in Scripture and say, Jesus never outright condemned, whether it be, um, you know, having a, uh, I'm trying to watch my terms, sorry, God. that's why I'm kind of through my head a little bit um he never condemned whether homosexuality mm-hmm. which we're not talking in this podcast right he's not talking about same-sex marriage he's mm-hmm. not talking about um the fluidity of gender mm-hmm. he's not talking about any of these things right and people yeah. are like see so that shows that because he never like flat out said you sh- you shall not mm-hmm. therefore it's all good. it's all it's it's open game mm-hmm. for whatever right but when we look at scriptures like this, what does this infer to us? Yeah. What is the what is the norm that Jesus would have had in his head mm-hmm. as a Jewish male who understood and believed and followed the Jewish scriptures? What is being established from the beginning, right? And what we find out is that what Jesus would have viewed, gender is not something that is fluid, gender is not something that is mm-hmm. based off of an expression. Jesus uh, Gender is not something based off of one's feeling within them, but gender is something that has been given by God mm-hmm. from the beginning. That's tied right?
0: to biological sex. Correct. Thank yeah. you, Jeff.
1: And so we see automatically, if you were to ask, where does Jesus stand in this conversation? Mm-hmm. It is hard not to be convinced when you read scriptures like this to yeah. believe and understand just the historical humanity side of him, like to understand that Jesus would have had a sexual normative ethic of Basically, if you're born a biological male, at birth male, that's what you are as a male. And if you're born at a basically as a biological mm-hmm. woman, that's what you are going to be. And that's what God has intended and purposed, right? Yeah. And we'll come back to this verse again, because I don't want to go into the whole conversation when it comes around like same-sex attraction, like all mm-hmm. sort of stuff. Like we'll, we'll leave that for another time. Yeah. But he does even, again, start to give hints at even that, even in this passage as well, as like, But he created them male and female and meant that if they chose to enter into this this union with one another, that it would be a lasting, permanent union. And it points again, like we were talking about, to something bigger than that. But now, Jeff, I want you to go ahead and read verses, starting at Mm -hmm. verse number 10.
0: Okay. His disciples said to him, if the relationship of a man with his wife is like this, it's better not to marry. He responded, not everyone can accept this saying, but only those to whom it has been given. Mm -hmm. for there are eunuchs who were born that way from their mother's womb. There are eunuchs who were made by men. There are eunuchs who have been made themselves that way because the kingdom of heaven. The one who is able to accept it should accept it.
1: Okay. So let's unpack a couple of things here. Jeff, I'm going to loop you in here. Okay. You want to help us describe or like understand like what a eunuch is. Um,
0: Yeah. So eunuchs were men exclusively mm -hmm. who were... Castrated, right? As in, like, they could not reproduce. impregnate a woman. Um, and sometimes they couldn't even have the act, they couldn't even do sex. Have sex. Right? Depends on how bad the yeah, cas- yeah, castration is. Yeah, and was, then, yeah. like, Jesus is saying, He's disc- and what is the purpose of a eunuch? So, um, if you're a king, now we're going time, back to kind of the old testament, yeah. some places in yeah. kind of the new testament to a certain yeah, 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 yeah. but if you're a royal person and you have, you usually, a man king would have like a harem of women whether it be his wife the queen and then like other wives or other concubines because these men was out here just getting it in right Mm -hmm. but you need to protect your group of women right and so you you want to have men who can protect them but you don't want these men to be able to also like sleep with them yeah so you get these men called eunuchs who cannot sleep with them or they can't get them pregnant so then you don't you can trust them to to protect your women because mm-hmm. you know they're not gonna do anything with them, right? Yep. And so like like Jesus says, some eunuchs were born that way, like mm-hmm. they had some kind of defect, yep, where they it's, their stuff didn't work, or um, they like chose to be eunuchs and then they were like surgically like acted on where they they were made into eunuchs. Like that's why it says by men, yep, right? So oh I I'll be a eunuch for you king, okay cool we got to. We got to do some stuff. We got to do some cutting. Um, some cutting. And then there were some men who did it to themselves mm-hmm. to be able to serve yep. their king, right? So um, we have to be very contextual with this. It is yes. like eunuch is a very specific thing yes. about serving a king. Yep. So
1: let me open right? up now something that, again, we're not actually going to cover again for mm-hmm. the sake of preserving people who find themselves or who do have this condition, Mm -hmm. right? Because again, it's a broader conversation and they definitely would not want, there's a lot of people who have this condition I'll talk about here in just a second that wouldn't want to be identified as transgender, wouldn't be one identified Mm as um, same-sex attractive. Like that's again, that's why where there's a danger Mm and all this sort of stuff, right? Um, So there's this condition called intersex. Some people are aware of it. I think most people are, well, I don't know. You think most people are aware of intersex conditions?
0: That's a good question. Actually, actually. I've never really. I don't think it would be most. It's hard to define like most because yeah. So
1: so the statistic that's kind of for in most books that are kind of agreed upon, Mm -hmm. it comes to be about a percentage of about zero point zero one eight percent. If I'm getting that a little off, uh, it's okay. It's around that basically. It's basically showing it's it's something very small, right? And even in within intersex conditions, Mm -hmm. um, it's not always like something that's visible either at the same time. I think.
0: 90% 90% of intersex people are basically, like, one or the other. Yes, but like the chromosomes yeah.
1: would be where the difference would lie, mm-hmm. and maybe in some small, uh, what do you got, cosmetic sort yeah, of ways like also the, as well. Yeah, uh, like in the,
0: what scientifically you'd say, the like phenotype. So as far as, like like, what you can actually visibly see on mm-hmm. the surface of the person, like their physical characteristics... Most people who are intersex visibly show one or the other. Yep. Right. So it's actually pretty clear that they should go one direction or the other. Right. Correct. Um, And the reason why we bring this up is because intersex people are often used by both sides of this debate. Correct. Um, But especially the, the side that's more affirming to say, well, you guys say that God made us male and female. But here we have people the reality of in, the, people. in the middle. So like that's clearly shown that that's not you're reading the Bible wrong and, and you know, yada, 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 which is it's OK. Good argument. I, I see what you're saying. I see how you can draw the conclusion. Mm-hmm. But I think the point that not only that we make or that Christians make, but that even like a lot of scientists and, and mm-hmm. doctors, and people make is that you guys are reading too much into this. Mm-hmm. Um, and we don't want to like discount the experience of intersex people which yeah. which are, like you it can have more than just people yeah. are more than just talking points yeah 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 um so, so
1: i would definitely yeah. say is this going going back to this, the text even as well so there is people both conservative and affirming or is that even the right words yeah. non-affirming yeah, affirming yeah, yeah. whatever mm-hmm. you want to say guys um who would describe and i think actually like i look at scriptures like this and i'm like I think it is to a certain extent fair to say that maybe who Jesus is talking about when he says born eunuchs, it could Mm -hmm. possibly be like genuinely like intersex people, right? Yeah. People who don't have the ability to, especially in a culture where like reproduction and offspring would have been such a high valuable thing. Mm -hmm. Like he in a sense is recognizing that these people do exist. And the
0: thing about it is like, if you are, if you were born intersex in that culture, like what other job are you going to be able to take? Mm. <laughs> like what else is available yep. for you? So it's like, Oh, I'll be a eunuch. That's all I can do. It's, oh yeah, man. Cool. You're perfect for this job. Yeah. Come on in. So, so yeah, I, I agree with you. I think that it's very fair to say that that category of eunuch was most likely if you were to go back and do some biological study they're probably intersex people
1: correct and I think that's where there's a strong argument to say that that's what's being kind of affirmed even in this moment Mm -hmm. and then like Jeff said there's some eunuchs who decide based off of their occupation Mm -hmm. or their role within a certain kingdom Mm -hmm. they'll intentionally allow themselves to get castrated in order for them to be able to serve a certain purpose and we actually see that in certain narratives I'm going to unblink up ahead Esther or uh, Ruth uh,
0: it was Esther
1: okay Esther yeah Yeah, right we see eunuchs very like prominent in her story Mm-hmm. Um, and different things like that. We have to overread a lot of these yeah. things that we are just automatically like spiritualized. That's why I love the Bible. The Bible mm-hmm. is much more, again, like than Jeff said, like an answer book to things. Yeah. But like there's so much beauty and depth and context yeah. and culture being mm-hmm. played with. There's a it,
0: humanity to it. Like I like that. It's yeah. a definitely 100% a divine book, but it's also a human book. I mean, if we overlook the human side of things, we actually diminish its ability to like speak to us.
1: Yeah. And so... Yeah. But there's the last part I really want us to kind of just talk about for just a second, like really think about, and why it's relevant, again, because, again, I'm not trying to sit here and, and loop in and say it's the mm-hmm. same conversation, trans, being transgender as uh, being intersex, because, again, mm-hmm. probably a lot of these people would totally be like, no, nah, we're, we're yeah. not the same here, mm-hmm. and we don't have the same lived experiences. But there's that last part that says, and there is also eunuchs who made themselves to be eunuchs for the sake of the kingdom of heaven. Mm-hmm. Now, there's a lot of different ways in which you yes. can play with this. There's a lot of different metaphors you can kind of go and run with. And I think it's really cool for us to sit here for just a second, actually on this, right? Because I think what ends up happening when you hear me and Jeff or any kind of like religious people being like, Oh, and they're male and female. And because for marriage, right? Mm -hmm. And marriage is the ideal marriage is the end goal marriage is like the purpose of all of life. Right. But I don't think that's really what Jesus would have ever like a talking point you ever would have said like mm-hmm. that marriage is the ideal and the goal for for yeah. for humans right for in order for a person to thrive and mm-hmm. to be a true person to have person, a full human experience right yeah. and and uh, and I would even look at like think about the person of Jesus even though you try to have all these like was it Tom the like gospel of thomas that, mm-hmm. that like which that by is. the way Christians which is not in the bible yeah. let me make that very clear yeah. but people would try to say and like oh Jesus had like some women on the side yeah. and like there's a lot of crazy a stories of that tries to get put in there mm. and said jesus was like sexually active with these people like sleeping with people or are falling like all sorts of wild stuff right mm-hmm. like for us yeah that makes sense because you are the ones that wanted to sleep with the women following you mm-hmm. but uh <laughs> jesus a different story yeah i made a joke there That's but funny. i'm being a little serious too at the same time <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. um but we see like jesus lived a full, full life experience but as a single mm-hmm. man even to the age of, like we're not talking like someone who's 18. Talking yeah. about someone who's in their thirties.
0: Someone who, who, in a culture, you're considered a man at thirteen, fourteen.
1: Okay, and now let's yeah. and let's even unpack that, like unpack that, like the cultural side. Like it's one thing for someone in today's culture to to not get married and to not have kids, and then it feels like you're missing out in the sense of like that love story that gets presented yeah, that's in like it. all these like you know these movies, Netflix mm-hmm, mm-hmm. series, all this sort of stuff, right? Like, we want the summer fling. Like, that's really why we want to to be connected with someone. But in their culture, I mean, we're talking literally about, like, inheritances. We're talking about, like, property Mm -hmm. rights. Mm -hmm. We're talking about, like, even who's going to take care of you when you get old. Like, these are super important things. Like, your own livelihood Mm -hmm. and your own life, like, depends on this stuff. So, could you imagine if you were born, like, with an intersex condition Mm -hmm. or chose a life of singleness during this time, you're almost, in a sense, putting yourself in danger. such a danger yeah. and a risk that, like, it's not just, like, oh, I'm missing out on filling things and having sex. Like, no, it's literally, yeah. like, your livelihood mm-hmm. is at risk here, right? Yeah. But then we look at the person of Jesus, and he sets the example for us. Again, I want to make this very clear, like, what I'm also not saying is... Um, that like marriage is a bad thing. Again, I talked correct. about how marriage is a good thing. Now correct. I'm talking about yes. also now how but it's, single is good things like it. And, and
0: you're not superior to a single person just because you're married. Correct. And I think we communicate that so much in our culture. That's part of the last sermon I preached on Sunday. I, I ended with that, hmm. that we, we got to stop idolizing marriage because not only because there are people who we want to be in our churches who are, if they're going to be following Jesus, they're not going to get married. Amen. Right. But also just the fact in our culture, people are getting married less and less. Yep. <laughs> they're having kids less and less. Like, yep. so like we're going to be facing a culture mm-hmm. as, as the church in America moving forward, where we have less couples, less married people, less quote unquote nuclear families. Mm-hmm. So We have to like learn how do we pastor these people? You know what I'm saying? So, yep.
1: and so my point, I'm also, again, I can keep going on. Cause we see Paul even talks mm-hmm, about mm-hmm. this and he's like, Hey, if you really want to serve God, like actually the better option is for you yeah. to stay single. Mm-hmm. Right. And there's for arguments mm-hmm. and I'm not going to go as far. Cause I don't want to go into, this is a longer conversation yeah. about whether Paul was married and then yeah. left his wife or he was single or all those different implications. Yeah. I don't, I'm not claiming in this moment to have an answer fully mm-hmm. for that, but I think there's something really important to recognize that like from the beginning, there is a huge importance placed on marriage. Yes. And the sense of, and also the, what it's displaying and the glory and the diversity that's in that between male and females. Um, and then there's also with Jesus when he shows, I'm going say even Jesus, because we see it even throughout the different uh, Old Testament passages, even like the book of Isaiah. It talks even like there's a prophecy being spoken over like the eunuchs in that time. It says like the ones without inheritance, don't worry. Because mm. if you decide to trust in God, there's inheritance coming and I think that's the whole purpose I'm trying to really have us explore and realize it's that last part for the sake of the kingdom of heaven. Mm. Cause there is also mm-hmm. a lot of early church, uh, I don't even know if I would call them fathers or patristic fathers. Like, but what would you call them? Like, I don't want to call my like desert wander like people. Uh, the, the term is running from my head, but basically people yeah. who chose intentionally yeah, intentionally to, like
0: to leave society and yes. go out into the wilderness.
1: And part of that. that would have been to like remain celibate even yes. in it as well. Mm-hmm. Right. And so again, you see these people doing these things for the sake of God. Right. Yes. But it, I, I love it. The last part is the one who is able to, to accept this, let it. him accept it. it. Right. So again, this is not yeah. a, a command for all people, yeah. but also it says, Hey, Jesus sees you if you are in a yes. place and you say, you know what, the experience I'm having within my body is not being identified. Like I, I'm not having the same internal experience that identifies with what is the live experience on the outside, yeah. right? And I would say is like Jesus sees you in exactly where you are, right? He recognizes you and, and he speaks to you in scripture, right? Like if you're a place, even again, I'm, I'm not trying to talk about it, but if you're like same-sex attracted, like whatever mm-hmm. it is, like Jesus sees you, right? Yeah. and ultimately because a lot of people are like well just go get married and then your, your feelings will change and it's uh, like or yeah. like we have to be honest eventually we'll probably talk about that next episode even as well like conversion therapy all the yeah. horrors of all this stuff yeah, right yeah, yeah, yeah. but like i just want to affirm like Like, the goal and ideal of life, and as Jeff is going to talk about here in just a Mm -hmm. second, of, like, personhood Mm -hmm. is not marriage, is not for you to have, you know, sex with someone. Like, that's not the ultimate, like, what God is calling us to be and what makes you thrive in life and be happy and joyful and, and, and receive intimacy. What it really is, if anything, is to, maybe it is to singleness, like if yeah. it ultimately is for God. Anyway, I th- and Jeff has a lot to say in this. That's why I'm I starting do. to t- step on his toes yeah, a little bit. So go ahead. Go. Okay. Oh, but so, let me do one yeah, thing. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. There's two books though because again, I we this could be 5,000 episodes. Again, like mm-hmm. I was mentioning, the reason I didn't end up actually doing my final paper yeah. on this is because it's such <laughs> so a it's broad a topic. topic that I, I feel overwhelmed mm. and I'm just trying to finish my degree. Yeah. So, <laughs> But there's two books that I came across. That I was like, okay, these are pretty good. The first one, so this is on intersex conditions and the second one is is on intersex conditions Mm -hmm. but it's also kind of like broader like you know sexual ethics and throughout christianity so the first one is called uh intersex in christ i actually highlighted a lot in this book um and it's by jennifer ann cox c-o-x at the end Mm -hmm. um really good book actually i found Mm -hmm. it to be and then the next one is a very hefty like Mm. scholarly book like you are gonna probably have to (laughs) <laughs> Google some of the terms that gets brought up yeah. and the different people. I've heard so of her. It's good. Um, Sienna actually saw her spoke. Uh, okay. specific. Yeah, yeah, she's yeah, one yeah. that bought this book and I was like, when I was doing my research, I was like, you have that book. Oh yeah. You gave Let it to me like literally uh, seven years ago uh, or something that like that. So it's called Sex Differences in Christian Theology and then like the subtitle is Male, Female, and Intersex in the Image of God and this is by Megan K. D. Franza. Awesome. Mm. So I just wanted to make sure those are available for you guys. Yeah.
0: Okay. So I'm going to read from Preston's book directly a couple pages a couple quotes from so this page 64 he quotes genesis 127 god created mankind in his own image in the image of god he created them male and female he created them and then jump to page 65 okay he's quoting this scholar mark cortez he says the image of god is a declaration that god intended to create human persons to be the physical means through which he would manifest his own divine presence in the world right um, and then he says, "We are God's idols, visible representations of God on earth." Now, I,
1: I just want you to stop people like on that yeah. idols part. Are you gonna hey, talk about yeah, it? Because yeah, yeah. that's a, people don't realize. So, what dude, I preached about this on so Friday good. at Young Adults. Right? Oh, okay, go ahead. Yeah.
0: So, there's one word in Hebrew. It's the word "selam," mm-hmm. and it means both image and idol. Mm-hmm. They have one word in Hebrew for both of those words. Um, And I'll talk about that in a little bit. So um, now humans aren't just material bodies. Genesis 2, 7 says that God breathed into his nostrils the breath of life and the man became a living being. God's life giving spirit is also essential for personhood. But the term image precisely highlights human physicality. And I love this part here, Mm -hmm. which means the most fundamental statement about human nature. We bear God's image or his Selim highlights our embodied nature. And not just embodied nature, but our sexed embodied nature. We bear God's image as male and female. And I really want to read this last line, and I'm going to talk a little bit more. because um, Something that we were talking about earlier as far as like not getting married and still, have, still being like fully yeah, seen yeah. as a human. Genesis 127 is one of the most powerful, provocative, even progressive statements in all of scripture. To a world where women were often viewed as lesser beings, God declares that his image is uh, is born not only by males, but also by females. The claim is radically radical precisely because it's a claim about the nature of our sex embodiment. Okay. So like you're just as much of a person if you're not married. You're just as much of a person if you were born a woman or born a man. Yeah. Like yeah. by yourself. Right. So marriage is an image of God mm-hmm. as far as like a a signpost or like a metaphor for the Trinity. Yes. Right. Um, But you can just, you just as much are an image of God by yourself. Mm. You know what I'm saying? You're just as valuable. Um, So uh, again, I preached this sermon a couple weeks ago about identity and I borrowed a lot from a book I've been telling everybody about called the life we're looking for by Andy Crouch. And he does this really cool thing Um, it's in two, at least two of the gospels, Luke and Matthew, um, where Jesus is asked, you know, what's the greatest commandment? And he says to love your, the Lord, your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, with all your mind, and to love your neighbor as yourself. Right. And so the question that he poses is like, what is personhood? Mm -hmm. Like, what does it mean to be a person? And he actually uses that verse to define personhood, those five aspects. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I've never thought about that. I'm just like, okay, this is what it this is a great definition. Mm-hmm. We are a heart, soul, mind strength made for love. Like that's what it means to be a person. And that definition includes it's it's the most inclusive definition I've ever heard. Mm. Because it includes a fetus in the womb because they have the capacity for that if you leave them alone. It it includes people who have disabilities. Yeah. Or you know, of any kind—physical, mental—you know, um, if your body doesn't work Chronic well, events. if you if you if you lose something, some capacity, yeah. you know, you, through old age, or or you have a physical accident and your yeah. body doesn't work anymore, like you know, if you have Alzheimer's, whatever the case may be. Like we are a heart, soul, mind, strength made for love. So that definition includes our emotions, our our, our relational parts of us. This thing that we call a soul which is really actually very hard to define. And Mm -hmm. people think it's, oh yeah, you're a soul. (laughs) So we don't realize how much we have imported from Greek philosophy. Mm -hmm. So not to get too nerdy, but the Greeks basically believed through like Aristotle and Plato and stuff like that, that anything material was bad. So any type of physical matter was evil. And that the real thing is this, is this immaterial spiritual part, right? So we are these souls that are trapped in these bodies, and if we can just get free of our bodies, then we'll enjoy our existence, right? And the funny thing is, a lot of Christians subconsciously mm-hmm. believe that. That's true. Right? That's true. Because it's like, okay, well, when we die, we go to heaven. Like we, 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 I can escape this body. My soul. My body dies. My soul lives on. And we
1: become these floating ghosts. Yeah. That. Have little halos mm-hmm. and we Play harps and, and play <laughs> and run the clouds. Well, and then play basketball with Kobe <laughs> Bryant or something like that. Sorry, guys. R. I, I just be- probably got canceled by <laughs> a lot of people too right now, boy.
0: So that idea of separating the soul from the body is not actually biblical. So
1: to put a put a little like. A uh, bookmark in it real fast? Sure. Um, what, what's the actual phrase? I don't even remember. I don't even Anyway, know, but probably not a phrase. Something it I'm making up fine. is what I find out. Yeah, Put I a bookmark in it. Yeah. It's mine. Put, Put a copyright. pen in it. Put a pen in it. There, there it is. So, like, we look at, we see this even in scripture, like with Jesus, like after he is buried mm-hmm. and he resurrects and then he appears to the 12, actually the 11, technically, and yeah. then the 12 later mm-hmm. on, uh, and where you see the account with Thomas putting his hand to his side mm-hmm. and his hand, like all sort of stuff, right? Like, you see Jesus with an actual like biological, like, physical, physical body. male he body. Food. He eats food. <laughs> but the the crazy part about this, and I don't. This is a whole another topic mm, I want to talk about mm, on a podcast eventually. Yeah, yeah. Is that Jesus comes back with his scars yes. still intact?
0: Yeah, I actually wrote a whole sermon. I was motivated. I was doing. I was doing my homework for one of our classes that we're taking together, and it just motivated me to like really focus. I'm like we do not understand like that jesus was a human Mm -hmm. and we and he was was broken yeah you know and and that's the thing like you know you've got he has his body with the scars and then you read the revelation and the image of him is this lamb Mm -hmm. that is slain like it's it's literally like been cut bleeding yeah yeah so like that is the image of jesus like he still has the physical wounds like as far as like what happened to his physical body matters, mm-hmm. right? He still has it.
1: So again, it goes yeah. back into the larger argument: like, mm-hmm. our physical bodies really do. Do inform, they matter? And they, 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 they yeah.
0: Yes, yeah. like no, they they do matter. Mm-hmm. I think I'm trying to be careful. Yeah, as going
1: yeah. as far of of saying is, but then like, because some other religious, not within Christianity, mm-hmm. well, some actually, I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, some within Christ- religious, like uh, like offshoots of Christianity and other religions, mm-hmm. will be like. You know and then we get to to whatever heaven is mm-hmm. then we're gonna start having you know reproducting and having families all this sort of stuff and that puts a weird like that's not the point yeah. of our bodies either, right i time.
0: i'm really glad you you pointed that out because like unfortunately we believe a lot of lies right so one of those lies is that of greek philosophy like you know the body is bad the soul is who you really are and you know so we are, the whole thing makes a person. the heart, soul, mind, and strength. Like, we're not just a mind. I'm not just a brain floating on a stick in this body. I'm not just my body, right? I'm not just my emotions. I'm not just my soul. So, like, even the word, I talk about this in my sermon. Even the word that we translate as soul, right? The Hebrew word is nefesh. Mm-hmm. The literal meaning of that word is throat. <laughs> so, like, I was even talking to uh, Carrie Sue's dad after I preached. He came up to me and was like, hey, um, there's a lot of like Jewish rabbis who when they read Genesis one and two, the reason that Adam was a person, they actually translated it. He became instead of saying he was a living being, he was a speaking being like Mm. he was able to speak. And you think about the power of like even the word for spirit nuach, Mm -hmm. like. It's it's a breathy, breathed word. Mm-hmm. Spirit also can be translated as breath or wind, right? So because Adam God made things through speaking, through breath, through spirit, through like this vocal act. Yeah. And then man, humans, it separates them from animals that they're able to speak. Mm. So like there's this, there's this um relationship between like your physical body and your the spiritual part of you. Like my point is you can't separate them. Yeah. Like we got to stop separating out. Like you're not fully you without all parts of you. Yeah. Right. So you are your body. You are your mind. You are your soul. You are your emotions. You are your thoughts, your rationality, your intelligence. And I I want
1: to and I want to do this because there's some people even I know personally on my mind that I'm like, okay, I really want to speak to them even in this moment Mm -hmm. as well. Because and, and I think why we have to acknowledge this, too, because it's, it's not a clear black and white in mm-hmm. this area. Because even though I was like, yeah, Jesus came back and he has scars and, mm-hmm. like, you know, um, some based off of his uh, earthly mm-hmm. life, uh, I'm trying to find language to put to this. But because uh, there's certain people with certain, whether it be chronic illnesses, disabilities, certain mm-hmm. things that happen in their life. And then you ask the question of, okay, so when the resurrection comes, can I be whole? Can I be healed mm-hmm. again? Right? And there is some places in scripture you'd be like, yeah, that's that's going to absolutely happen, absolutely. right? But then there's other people that are like who find themselves in a specific disability and mm-hmm. stuff, and you mm-hmm. ask them if they want to be healed, and they're like, no, like what's mm-hmm. what's wrong with me, right? Like right. I don't I don't need like I mm-hmm. want to be able to continue this on this is, experience. Yeah. And so yeah. I think it's it's you have to validate both and say. Mm-hmm honest as a Christian and say, there's no place clearly that says, Oh yeah, you're going to be in this condition forever. Yeah. But then there's also something that doesn't say that, uh, sorry, what was the opposite I said? Yeah. You're not gonna be in this condition or you are going to be in this condition yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think there's, there's value and dignity and, and scriptural support for
0: both. Regardless. Absolutely. This is, this is why I think this definition of person is so important because it, it validates and dignifies everybody. Right. And it's, it was radical. It's a radical idea because I said this in my sermon as well. You know, for a lot of human history and a lot of societies, even today, like not everybody's considered a person. And, and Christianity is one of the few like beliefs that says, no, actually, everybody is a person. The least of these, the the people, if you had if you were in the Bible times and you had a disease or you had a disability, you weren't considered a person. And Jesus comes in. He's like, no, no, no. That's a person, too. That's good. Like that's good. everybody. It, it expands the 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 definition of personhood to everybody Mm -hmm. and what we don't realize is if we if we don't if we believe lies about personhood we're actually dehumanizing we're not humanizing our motivation when we do all this stuff is like you know your body doesn't matter it's who you feel that you are on the inside or whatever the case may be you think that you're humanizing but you're actually dehumanizing And reducing yourself, and reducing people down to like individual parts, you're fragmenting them. Mm-hmm. And God's calling us to a more holistic, whole That's view really of good, ourselves. Yeah. Um, and I'm rushing because we're we're coming up on an hour already. But it's
1: okay. It's only once a month. I, mean, I know. Or not, not even not once a month. I'm not really it comes out. Yeah, once every other month or something.
0: But like, so let me get my thought together. You're good. So like when we fragment ourselves out, right, we are actually like, listen, our society tells us like look inside to figure out who you are, to define yourself. You gotta Mm -hmm. look inside, Mm -hmm. right? It is a very internal like starting point Mm -hmm. and that's not a good thing. It's a lie because we are way too complex and complicated to just be defined by that one. To be able to do that ourselves. There's too like like This is the funny thing. Christianity has a very high view of people. And we don't realize this. Yep. And I I this is what I want to say like I I affirm the desire to want to like have a higher view. Amen. And that's what's motivating people to like pursue this. So I'm, yeah, I I, I want to speak. into. I yeah. get why you are like championing this. Yeah. But what you don't realize is that you're doing the opposite of what you want to do. Mm. Right. Because. Like, oh, damn, I keep forgetting what I was going to say. You're good. Um,
1: I think I think that. Yeah. Like, like, I think that's what we gets overlooked. I'll even add something in there because mm-hmm. you sparked my mind now. It's yeah. like when you read scripture, when you really good person to Jesus, when you look at the whole narrative, like. It's not to do this weird Greek, like you had mentioned, Mm -hmm. like dualistic between the body and the soul and like the flesh is evil. Even though Paul, now we have to be honest, like Paul does make some mentions of the flesh and talking about deceiving and like, and and we have to be honest about that. But that is a very different conversation when we're Mm -hmm. talking about what we're talking about right now. We're saying, no, there's a high view of the body. There's a high view of the whole person. Like what, if anything, what scripture tries to do is like validate, Mm -hmm. affirm, like, and like build up and encourage Mm -hmm. all these different things. Whereas people unfortunately have gotten, I would even go as far as saying false narratives or false Mm -hmm. stories Mm -hmm. about who Jesus is and what the Bible really talks about based off of one, two quotes out Mm -hmm. of place. Mm -hmm. And that's usually the issue. Like if you quote and stuff, like why don't you talk about the whole scripture? Don't just quote one verse or something like that.
0: That goes for both sides of the debate. hundred percent. But like we have to recognize and validate our complexity. Like we're too complex. We're not that simple. But, like, this this, this side of the argument, they have to diminish us and have to be, like, we're just animals yeah. or, like, it's just this or this, that in order to make their point. Because, yeah. it, it, like, you are too complex to be able to look inside and define yourself. There's too much going on in there. Jesus tells us, like, our hearts, there's good in us and there's evil in us. Mm-hmm. There's, like, shadow and light. There's, like, there's just a lot in there that... You cannot sort it all out by yourself. Mm -hmm. So there has to be something coming from outside of you to help you, like discern and and to and to heal and to integrate all that you are, Mm -hmm. right? So when the when the world says follow your heart or just like be true to yourself, like that's not helpful Mm -mm. because there's what do you talk? What do I follow? There's too much going on. I actually need to go to my Creator to like help me to like put this thing together and to like sift through and to like get rid of the stuff that's not good and and amplify stuff that is good Mm -hmm. that is a gift that god has put inside all of us right so like we're we're trying to actually argue for a fuller view of what it means to be a person and and I, i i need people who disagree to actually understand and acknowledge like what you're doing is the opposite of what you want of your goal You're actually dehumanizing, you're fragmenting, you're separating out, you're reducing, you are having a reductionist view of what it means to be a human, what it means to be a person. So, like, I actually want to help, we actually want to help you achieve your goal, Mm -hmm. (laughs) which is have a fuller, higher view of what it means to be a person. But in order to do that, you're going to have to take into account all of that makes a person, including our bodies that we receive from outside of ourselves, right? Mm -hmm. So, like, our bodies bodies our our sexed bodies are actually a gift even if there's incongruence within us and what we feel and how we experience things and like you know there's this pain of some people experience you know gender dysphoria and things yeah, like that yeah. so like god wants to help us heal like this brokenness that we feel because it's, there's we're there's just so much going on in us as a result of what me and john believe is sin has like distorted and and confused like what we feel, how, what we experience. I don't care if you're a straight like cisgendered male, you're still super dealing with a lot of stuff that's hard to like. It's very like, complex. Like bring together, yeah. right? So I, I can't look in someone. I can't be true to myself. I can't follow my heart to figure out who I am. It's this that's too hard. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's too much to do. So I don't know.
1: Yeah, no, I think that's a good ending point on yeah. it to say. I I, I think, yeah. yeah, you said it better than me. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, there yeah, there's a lot there. So we'll probably, I feel like we could do maybe one more episode on this.
1: Yeah. Do you want uh, this topic specifically?
0: Yeah. Um. I don't know. I don't know if there's anything else we need to say. No, I do want to talk
1: about um like sexual attraction and stuff okay. like that. So maybe that's going to be the preview okay. for for next week. Or not next week. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Whenever we episode. have time
0: to record in October. Yeah. Um yeah, we'll, so yeah, it'll be related, it'll be an adjacent topic. Mm-hmm. Um, but, cause, cause again, yeah.
1: this, this conversation goes it's beyond just place. Yeah. If anything, what me and Jeff are trying to do is just at least begin to like spark the conversation. Give a starting point, really. Because I, I think the worst thing you can do when, because you're going, it's not a, whether any question at all of whether I'll ever interact with mm-hmm. someone with mm-hmm. any kind of these experiences that we're talking about, um, or ever even maybe it's yourself. And like, how mm-hmm. do I even yeah. walk through these different things? Mm-hmm. Um, it's being able to have a healthy kind of navigation mm-hmm, as we kind mm-hmm. of go through this. And if you genuinely are after wanting to follow Jesus, like what is Jesus in a good, as a good shepherd? I want to emphasize mm, that. Not good. as a dictator, not as someone who's trying to tell you and trying to keep you from your repress best life you or and, and, you. and your joy and yeah. stuff like that. But ultimately, as like Jeff talks about, really wants to actually help lead you to that place that you actually are seeking being and whole. desiring mm-hmm. or that person that you're walking with. Um, there's ways in which we can still live in relationship with people that have these differing, uh, lived experiences, Mm -hmm. views, opinions, whatever you want to say. Um, and so the hope is again, we could find sure middle ground between Mm -hmm. the two while also holding true to what scripture calls in and affirms about ourselves.
0: That's very well said, sir. So, um, let us know what y'all think. Um, you guys are usually pretty good about that. You just kind of come up to us or text us or whatever. Yep. Um, but yeah, let us know what you think, interact with this episode and, um, big
1: shout out to Jeff hundred episode again, good stuff. I don't have no birthday candles. I don't know. What do you do for a hundred (laughs) episodes? Hey, Jeff's PayPal is no, I'm joking. (laughs) I'm
0: joking guys. Um, yeah. So yeah, man, thank you guys for the support. If there's anything that we said that was confusing or, or, you, you know, it upset you or you have questions about again, please like hit us up, reach out to us. Um, other than that enjoy the rest of your month and week and we'll see y'all on the next episode later